who's like a legit or you know someone we respect and who's a grifter because you you know you talk about people's grift often grifter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was sorry. That was me pointing at Jandy for the, the audio <laughs> listeners. <laughs> wow. On that note, I will be launching a paid group. Uh, <laughs> um, what was the question? else as well but uh we're recording i'm gonna go hope it's all good double check it is showing the vr chat I think, I, okay. you know yeah i think we just i think you know we can just go into it and you know like we say every time like we don't we really don't have like an introduction in any way like we just try and make it as natural and organic as possible because it can be definitely i feel like for some of the first ones i was like okay i'm gonna do like this like you know, NPR style intro where it's going to be like, hi, welcome. And like today I'm joined by, and it was just like, so painfully. It was like forced. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really didn't read well at all. It was, you know, but this one's also, I mean, this one's going to be interesting because we've never had two, uh, oh, correct. No. Uh, so many firsts. We had a VR solo and then we did a VR with both of us. And now we have a dual. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it'll be good. So, uh, so I guess for for context for the people at home who are listening because they obviously won't see and stuff, we have uh, we are joined by uh, Nani XPT and uh, Jandex. These those are the our guests for today. Yeah, Hello. I need to realize um, like people what? won't be necessarily watching it because I feel like I'm going to over remote and then forget. Like it's taken two episodes for me to forget we're in an audio medium. Yeah, the the. And now I'm just like it's only it's video now forever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I, yeah. and I had to do that when I when I put it on anchor like the previous episodes. I was like, there are a couple small, super small, but like a couple small bits. I had to like tweak a bit to be like, oh, they're not going to see this or like clarify. So I'm, I'm trying to remember too, like if we do a visual, like a specific visual thing, a visual, then a I'll visual gag. Try and <laughs> I'm trying to be aware, like to say something like, oh, I'm making a, a face or something. <laughs> Just turn audio captions on. There you on. go, yeah. Um, you know, like our usual kind of like kicking things off icebreaker is actually really fortunate in this one because it's kind of like twice as much content, which is really maybe the hack here. It's like we should always have as many people on as possible because we can really just pad the episode. Then we literally content. just have to have the two questions, um, like like eight or yeah, ten then guests. We just have the two questions. Introduce yourself. Who are you? How'd you get here? <laughs> Episode's over. Everyone goes one by yeah, one in line. I mean, that's like... <laughs> Just boom, boom, boom. Um, I mean, you know, whoever wants to go first and like, you know, as much or as little detail as possible, like what is the origin behind your like name, behind your handle? Like where did it come from, Jandy? If you if you want to start only because you're to my side, unless you, Nani, has a burning desire to go first. No, go ahead. Um, so the J is my first name and the X is my middle name. Um, and it used to be uh, something different, um, but... And it was, it was sports related. Uh, I used to swim. Um, but I eventually stopped doing that. So I needed to try and integrate uh, the J and the X into my name somewhere else. And I thought I thought Jandex sounded, uh, you know, pretty clean. And it was like, yeah. it was one of those like gamer tag names, right? Like the shorter your gamer tag, the better you are, right? 
So <laughs> I, I try I try to basically shorten it as much as possible, and and that's what I got. Unfortunately, the first like response I got uh, when I when people heard my name, it's like, oh, this sounds like a, a bleach brand. And I was like, oh, well. I mean, it, it, it does sound a little <laughs> bit like a cleaning product, like the awesome cleaning power <laughs> yes. of Jandex. Thank you for saving my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I like it. No, it's, it's, it's a pretty straightforward. Yeah. Nani? Yeah. Um, and then I guess like. Like um, I I originally had a a different Twitter account and then that one got banned. Um, that, like that was like a CT account and that one got banned and then um, I had to make a new a new Twitter. So like I didn't and I didn't want to make I didn't want to keep that other name because it was like a riff off someone else's name. I wanted one of my own. So I was like, okay, what is like an Asian sounding name that's easy to read? Um, so I was looking for like two syllable words and and Nani was the the one that that pulled through. Um, I feel like it's like a sound like everyone's heard of. Um, like, I, like I think most people have like seen like memes of like nani of like the Japanese sound and like people being really scared and like shocked or whatever. And so it's like okay, this is like relatable and 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 easy to read. I and have to perfect. think about that sometimes when when I like talk to your converse, it's like and I say nani. Like oh, wait, am I talking saying like like <laughs> con- context? I have to. <laughs> Ugh. Um. Well, I mean, you know, usually I always wonder because, like, some people are like, there's like some super intense, deep significance behind the name, and I'm always like, we're about to like tap into something big here. But then I feel like usually people are just like, I was Google searching, like indigo is a great example. It's like I was just looking for a color, yeah, some like a dark backstory to you know how how you how you yeah, forged yeah, yeah. yourself in them. Like- well, yeah, I mean, I guess you know you want to talk about backstory, then like what origin story is like my usual next question is like you know, how, how did you find yourselves in the crypto space? Like what was like the origin point of your journey? Or did you have like some like inflection point that you were just like, I guess I'm going all in like what, you know, what kind of like brought you here and, and, and made you, I don't know, be, you know, bring you to be sitting here in VR talking to like two other anime characters. <laughs> I wonder that every night. <laughs> Not you can go first. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, so like in like 2015, 16, like I was a big RuneScape player. Um, and then like, I had like, my account was like almost max back then. And then like, I had, I had like a script, uh, running like a runecrafting bot. And then like, I made a few hundred bucks, but then, um, sorry, hold on. It was, it was before that. It was like maybe 2010 or 2011. Um, yeah. So like I was trying to sell RuneScape gold and then, um, <laughs> I I couldn't get a PayPal account, so I, I had to find a way to to like you know like get paid. So it was like I like at a, at a, so I made a fake PayPal account, and then and then like that didn't work, and then so like I ended up on on uh, I believe it was eGold. Um, it was this like other online thing where you could receive money. Um, I think it was like, like you could convert it to gold or something. Like I I, I don't really remember. Um, cause like, it, like that thing got, like it stopped working after a while. I think it got banned or something. It, it was shut down. Um, so I ended up with Bitcoin and then it was like, okay, well I have all this like internet money. Um, maybe I should you know, try to do something with it. And, uh, found, found altcoins, lost it all in the 2017, 2018 cycle. Um, many yeah. such cases, <laughs> many such cases. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 
<laughs> we've also like definitely talked about this before, but like the RuneScape to crypto pipeline is so strong. Like it seems like such like an established path for people. It's like, yeah, I was playing RuneScape. And I think like be it like people were like, oh, I was, you know, trying to gold farm or sell items, or like I was just really good at using like internal like auctions and markets. Like I feel like there is like a very deep like connection and through line there. Like, do you, like, yeah. I wonder how much, like, do you feel like it's a one-to-one, -one, like that it, it, like all that RuneScape experience just like carried over into crypto Twitter, or is it just because like, yeah, I needed to get illicit internet money for my illegal gold farming <laughs> operations? Um, like on RuneScape, I didn't really like skill much. Like the skilling I did was like all done. Like I used to just like bought the game to get skills. And then the rest of the time I'd just be like flipping items. Like, like even on RuneScape, I was a trader. Like you wouldn't get XP. Like all, all the kids in my high school, like we played together. We had a bunch of kids in high school um, where we were, where we would all log on at the same time. And then like everyone would be talking about like, oh yeah, like I killed this boss. Like I, I leveled this skill. And then I'd be like, oh, I made money. And then like, they'd be like, okay, like why? Like, why aren't you playing the game? I'm like, I'm playing the game. You guys, you guys are just like doing the boring stuff. You know, I'm, I'm doing the fun part. Um, you don't have to don't answer know. this I feel, at I feel, all. I feel like that's like, it was like alt for me, like flipping items in RuneScape, yeah. like Varrock West Bank was like, oh, I bought an alt and now I'm reselling it. And like, the, like there, there was ARBs, like um, there were like Members World and, and Free to Play <laughs> Worlds. And then on Members World, like there was RuneScape that sold for like 15,000. But then if you moved to a Free to Play World, that was like the strongest weapon in game on the on the Free to Play server. So like you just buy like a whole stack of them for 15 and they sell them off uh, on the other server for 25 and you can just keep doing that. And like I was surprised, like no one ever like closed the ARP or just like decided to sell their items there. It was just like, okay, like I guess you guys just don't don't like money. This is where the trading firms are coming in, <laughs> and they're like, all right, we gotta we gotta scope yeah. out the RuneScape servers <laughs> Wait, to pick our next. Uh, Sorry, we can ARP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I okay, and like like I said, you don't have to answer this, but out of curiosity, like how much revenue were you generating from RuneScape? Uh, not much. I think in total it was like a thousand. But then, like in high school, that was like it was nice to have a thousand bucks. Yeah, I mean that's in the buying power in high school. That is like vastly magnified. Yeah, you, yeah, you could buy like that's like equivalent of like buying a house as an adult or something. <laughs> For sure, more than any like poultry allowance you get from your parents. Yandy, how did you? Uh, yeah, how did you wind up in this uh, this weird little internet uh, corner? So. Back in October 2017, like right near the top, one of my friends was like, oh, I got rich holding this mining something called Bitcoin. Like, that's so cool. How do we get it? And none of us are 18 and there isn't a like a Bitcoin ATM or anything. So we had to get gift cards and go on like Paxful or something and basically, <laughs> basically buy Bitcoin with gift cards, like for $75 to like a $100 conversion. It was horrible. But... We still made money because everything was pumping and I, and that was great. So I guess I got in for not as altruistic reasons as a lot of other people. Altruistic isn't the right word, but you know, needing Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, I, I got in solely because, um, you know, a lot of my friends were talking about it and they were making a lot of money. I was like, ah, that looks pretty cool. Um, but funny enough, my first like, official purchase um of bitcoin like without Paxful or anything like straight off an exchange uh was right after christmas um i had to ask to use one of my parents coinbase accounts um <laughs> and i i bought 
I bought Litecoin at four hundred dollars straight from uh, Charlie <laughs> wow. Lee as he was. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I basically from there. Um, I was on Twitter, uh, just on like a personal account, and I I started seeing a lot of these people post about Bitcoin. Um, and I found I found CT, and unfortunately that lead, led me into finding out about Bitmex, uh, like later or mid mid twenty eighteen. Um, so I I deposited you know all the crypto I had on that, and uh, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Nani can attest, uh, lost it <laughs> hundreds of times over. Yeah. Um, many, many such cases. Uh, many such cases <laughs> it's pretty good. Those but, are two pretty good L's to kind of start your crypto career with. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I guess from there, uh, developed, you know, a gambling addiction, I guess you could say, <laughs> uh, as many people on BitMEX did. Um, and it turned into, uh, you know, a career in trading. A pro so professional love, gambler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I feel like there was, like, a lot of, like, different stuff in, like, 2018. Like, like there was one time, like, like I was... Uh, you guys remember, like, hit BTC? Like, that was, like, yeah. it was, like, a tier three yeah. exchange. Like, like Binance was, like, top tier. And then it was, like, Polo and, and Bittrex. And then, and then you get to, like, the really, like, shady ones, like Trade Ogre... I think no, hold on. Trade Ogre was like good. It was just small, was but like hit BT, yeah, hit hit BTC was like there's like no like most of the volume was faked, and then like yeah, one yeah. in ten people would just like lose their deposit, and then the team would be like, yeah, we like we just took it, <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> like it, like they just feel like we took it, and then like there's it's no follow up. It's just right. like some like shady Russian yeah. like Eastern European exchange that just like yeah, we we took your coins, like thanks, yeah, <laughs> and then like. Yeah, so like I, I was on that, and then I was like I found a broken like market making bot, and then like I figured out how he like placed his buy and sell orders, and then I just started front running him, and then like I made a lot of money there, and then I was like I, and then I heard about Bimex, like like Jandy, so like I heard about Bimex, and then I was like, wow, these guys can play on a hundred X, like I have spot. Imagine like how much money I can make if yep. if I put it on a hundred X. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah, and then like the first trade I ever made, it was like. I was like, oh, like 100x is really risky, you know? Maybe I'll do like 45. That seems a little safer. It's nice and conservative. And like, <laughs> you know, that's so much yeah, safer. I put on a trade and then like, I went to watch a movie. I came into the theater and I was like, wow, like I doubled, I doubled my stack here. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm a god trader. So like I bored against my 401k and then like <laughs> oh. I longed uh, 9,600 in, in August, I think. Um, and then like, that morning, like I was, I was watching. I was like, "Oh, I'm a little underwater. That's okay." And then, like, um, it was before work, so I was like watching. I was like, "Okay, whatever." And then, like, I went to the bathroom and I came back and I was like, "Oh, wow! I just like lost like almost everything here <laughs> in this uh, short, short pee break." Yeah. Oh, God, I mean, J yeah. Jandy, you, you, you and I have talked before about um. <laughs> It's like I, 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 I'm, I'm the super naive, like, oh, crypto, like people are in it for the tech and altruistic reasons. And you've told me it's like, no, people want to gamble like crazy. And I, I didn't want to believe it. And then we had Indy on and was like, you know what the next big thing's going to be? We're going to have once fees are cheap enough, we're going to have like fucking Satoshi dice and, and massive gambling. Oh, yeah. It's going to go right back to like it's casino oh. games. And it's be hero over again. You're a hero. That's HXRO from like 2019. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was great. If someone would make that an Arbitrum, they'd make so much money. 
It's still around. Yeah, it's on. It's on Soul now. Oh yeah, it's on. Uh, Is it really? Yeah, it's on Solana. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh my god. Uh, I've never used it, but like I, Is I know it Bone it's Condor. Uh, Burb. Oh yeah, yeah Burb. I want to get them on the pod yeah. too. I asked. Um, but yeah, they're they're the like prom- uh, promoter. Yeah, of that. I mean, you just have to deal with the Solana business hours. You know, you can only place your bets for like the three <laughs> hours the network is up every single day. Well, I, you know, I guess in like a kind of macro question, like since, you know, the entry point for the two of you was both kind of like, I don't want to say like degenerate gambling when you were, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> you, using you your parents' point base. Yeah, I mean, but do you think like that is still <laughs> probably the like the most? Stands for. That's, that's what you can tell. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, do you still, do you think that's still probably like the most common entrance for people? Like, do you think like the, like Zoomer, like crypto Twitter pipeline is just like all the same thing. Like they're just like seeing the possibility of gambling big and they're like, I'm going right into this. Or do you think maybe there are more, yeah, like in it for the tech or altruist newcomers to the space? (laughs) Oh, absolutely gambling. I remember when I was back on campus, like a year ago, everyone was talking about two things, moon base. And is that, is that, is it moon beam or moon base, whatever. Um, on, on on Binance Smart Chain or whatever, um, but that See, that's oh, safe, we're not moon, right? safe like moon. Safe, like, safe moon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> safe moon. Yeah. How did I forget that? Yeah. Everyone's. It was safe, and safe. it's going to the moon. <laughs> yeah. It's right there in the name. Nothing can go wrong. Oh. Yeah. Doge, Safe Moon, and Shiba Inu. Um, I mean, yeah. I feel like. I do feel like maybe on crypto Twitter, a lot of the recent entrants have been more in it for the tech um ask uh with the rise of DeFi and whatnot but you know the general population um is definitely not in it for the tech and probably will never be yeah yeah i mean you know it's funny like literally right before this we were talking about like the sheep price and uh, you know it kind of makes me wonder almost from like a devil's advocate <laughs> position like you know sure i'm sure the people who are buying like ultra low cap like obviously terrible safe moving coins i mean like if it goes to a dollar i'm a billionaire that's definitely like one level of degenerate gambling but like there might be like you know something more viable or at least more realistic about people trying to like actually play price action with these like terrible coins or like try and try and follow the narrative it is just so unbelievable that it's like we're still talking about dog coins oh my god the doge is still like a top 20 or whatever it's great yeah I love dog coins. <laughs> dog coins. dollar dog market coins. Like, like it's on my yeah, yeah. Like like my doorman doesn't buy anything else. He's just like, he's just like you know like, if these coins like hit a cent, like I'm gonna retire and just like buy a bunch <sighs> of real estate. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like I, I mean, see this is dream alive, man. Brings a new entrance, right? It's like it's either like dog coins or like like I have some like other friends who 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 bought the top of 2017 and they came back and they're like, oh, we bought like all these like. Solana monkey business, like the like apes and stuff. I'm like, all right, cool. So this is this is what normies do. Like they buy like Solana NFTs and and like gamble yeah, on those. I guess everyone at heart is like a gambler. Like, I'm, I'm really bullish on like NFT. Like, um, I, like I don't want to show my bags, but like like NFT like trading infrastructure. <laughs> like I feel like 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 normies don't really care about like DeFi, right? Like it's like how much do people really care about like bonds and, and like yield right like in in in, in like meat space most people are like yeah like i put my money in the bank account and then uh maybe I buy some stocks and then like maybe I buy some bonds and like that's that's really it and then like 
DeFi is kind of like that, right? It's like a little, a little boring, right? Like finance, finance isn't like super interesting unless you're like on a hundred X. It's like, it's like math and you just like rearrange numbers to see where you can get more of where you can get like bigger number. Right. So like you have these like pretty pictures, you can trade them, you can, you can flex them if they get really, really expensive. So I feel, I, don't, I feel like that's like where, where we're going to be headed next. And yeah, definitely uh, as like um, an asset class, I think it's yeah. more like intuitive for people instead of being like, I have, you know, just a digital display of I own X amount of this random token and I don't know what it does and I don't know how to farm or I don't know how to like, you know, do any of these DeFi things. It's much easier to just be like, yeah, I bought a, you know, uh, depressed stone ape, you know, <laughs> derivative, whatever. And, and now like I'm a fine art collector and it can go, you know, this will appreciate in prices as part of my collection. Not, you know, like no shade or shame to people who do that. It just seems like, you know, that seems much easier for people to understand than actually trying to like figure out the next like meta or narrative. Although I don't know, I feel like I like a lot of like normies now on the internet, like are talking about Solana or Sui or Aptos or whatever, like all of these like very, you know, like corporate backed, uh, slick, uh, L1s <laughs> or whatever. Well, marketing, I mean, they're trying, you know, all the different ones are trying to figure out how best to appeal to normies. Um, I think that's the new pipeline. Everyone starts with the, the shit coins and the ICOs like we did in 2017. And instead of going to BitMEX, they're now trying to catch the next uh, the next Ethereum, I guess, or like the next narrative. Um, instead of gambling on like, you know, trading X, trading BTC on 100X leverage. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, yeah. the Lev Slider, I don't know. I know a lot of people who are like true leverage degenerates and I'm always just like the Lev Slider is either one of like the most insidious, terrible things ever made or it is like one of the smartest ways <laughs> of getting people into the space. And I feel like it's done so much for everybody that it's like, I can't really, I never want to talk bad about the leverage slider because one day it will come back and like bite me in the ass and my next like 125 X position will immediately get liquidated. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like the gamification, the casinoification of all of these exchanges and like, uh, you know, futures are, are like seem really, you know, there's probably some very smart people who used to work in casinos or work in like betting design or, you know, like attraction, like how to keep people engaged in things. We're like, oh yeah, we know exactly what we're doing. We're going to make it make a fun sound. It looks very cute. Like, you know, I feel like the casino aesthetic is just going to keep building and building and building and become easier and easier and easier for people to Tapping access into that psychological like oh yeah we, we no, know yeah. what makes people we know what we know how to get them hooked <laughs> not what they just did with robin hood like the whole robin yeah app. right yeah mm. Ugh, i mean literally it has confetti when you when you place an oh order you know what's embarrassing is like that totally works on me. Like I will fall for that a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Like I, I know exactly. Like I'm very much like one of those people. Like I go to a casino and I'm like I'm gonna be really like smart, and then like immediately I see a slot machine that I like, and I'm like this is tickling the part of my like monkey brain that that tells me that this is good <laughs> and I'm gonna win. And yeah, it is funny. Just like I imagine, you know, that that thrill of that first win on Robin Hood when if you're like some like kid is the exact same thing as you know happening to oh, hit a pay on a slot machine in a casino and then you're just hooked this out of the money tesla put is is one cent tesla goes down 20 percent. it'll be a hundred dollars yeah and then like 
you should buy like a hundred of those. Yeah. Because it's one cent. You can buy like a hundred of those. Yeah. Oh, I'm just like, I'm just going to browse the Coinfessions Twitter, whether those stories are real or not. And I'll be like, okay, I, I, <laughs> you know, I've had, I've had my degenerate days. I'm not like that risky or that bad anymore. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I certainly think I also like TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I mean, Coinfessions has broken like the last bit of me that felt really confident and optimistic in the space. <laughs> it just like completely <laughs> sapped all my willpower and like all of my joy. I was like, this can't really, I have to tell myself that they're fake. I have to be like, these are people being really funny and just memeing because the alternative is so grim. <laughs> I mean, they probably are, right? But I do feel Kit, like is it your first first cycle? <laughs> well, this is actually no. I mean, it's but it's funny. I like not to be the interviewee for a minute, but I I actually first started mining Bitcoin um, in 2011, 2012. Wow. Like high school, I, I had a computer Early friend who, <laughs> who 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 built like a rig when we were in high school. And like was, you know, one of those guys who was just like so smart and like way too smart for his own good. And I only like half paid attention um, and there was nothing to do with it. Right. Like, and we were both just on B all the time. And so like saw when like Dogecoin started or whatever. Um, and I just really, I never like, I just never got degenerate with it. Like I was always just like working in like a very like I don't know, intense way. And I was really intense about my money. So I would just like, I don't know, you know, like buy Bitcoin or Ethereum and like never really traded until, you know, the 20 end of like 2018 when I, you know, of course, kind of same thing, like just went all in on random shit um, that some <laughs> of it succeeded, some of it didn't. But I definitely feel like, you know, the losses <laughs> back then were so much harder to conceptualize than now people like just openly on an anonymous Twitter account being like, yeah, I put my daughter's college fund into Solana at like $175 and I've lost it all. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I I I I want to think there's there's like a market for teaching risk management, but I'm like, yeah, people aren't gonna listen. <laughs> I mean, that's you know part of the fun is like being like you know, I don't know, it might be like a Dunning Kruger thing, but it's also like yeah, like fuck it, you know, certainly for like younger entrants who still have like family support, like you can be like, I'll lose this, whatever. Yeah, that's not as significant, but like you and I, especially being kind of, oh yeah, it's like, Ew, we have, we have things to consider, bills to pay, the family to take care of. It's yeah, we can't bet the farm. Like, <laughs> yeah, becoming an adult really you can bet half put the, the damper. You still have the other half. Well, you can right. To make it the whole Actually, uh, you, make, you make an NFT of the farm, and then even if you lose the farm, you still have the NFT of the farm, yes. which is the same thing. <laughs> Borrow against the yeah. NFT of the farm okay. to get even. More this, this is just like what Sailor Michael Sailor said. You you borrow you you want to keep your business. You you take a loan against it, and you buy Bitcoin at sixty nine k, and then you start tweeting all these like uh, smart sayings on Twitter and be like, Bitcoin is a cyber hornet's nest of internet money, of lightning. Do you think people? Anyone thinks that Sailor's smart? Do you think like anyone actually like thinks that he says smart things? Cause like there are definitely like crazy people who wrote smart things like, you know, every like, you know, whatever art of war ass meme that people post, but like sailor, I always feel like, man, no, or like people looking at this and going like, this guy's on something. He, I don't think he seems particularly bright, but he like, I've checked his comments 
here and there, and it's like he has he has a bit of a cult following. Um, I don't know if like if that's because of Bitcoin or it's because of his previous personality, but like like people people do listen to him. I just love and the idea that there's like some sixteen year old like TikTok degenerate who's like following everything Michael Saylor says, and it's like, yeah, Saylor's my hero. Oh man, he's the the full size cardboard poster in his room. <laughs> he's got the laser eyes shooting yeah. out. Oh, God. <laughs> we talked about hero idol worship. Can we not? <laughs> I mean, yeah, for sure. I feel like that is all like the narrative of like entrance into the space. Like, and it's like about people you've never heard of. It's like some, you know, like TikTok crypto bro account that has 60,000 followers and kids are like, that's my guy. That, and he's never led me wrong. Oh, man. I mean, I, I, I think there's a fine line between there are people you can, want to emulate like there's nothing inherently wrong with okay i'm I, like i'm I'm super wow look look at look at look at the level of success that this person has had and and i respect that and i want to i want i want to strive i want to grind to get to that but like copy trading them or just straight up you know like the, the mm. point where it becomes hero worship is mm, it's just so off-putting and uh it's just frustrating to see sometimes yeah and then, like, I feel like sometimes people, I don't know, like people pick the wrong heroes to, to, to bet against, right? Because like, if like hero worship is like, um, like you're you're like concentrating your bets onto one person rather than I don't know, like multiple mentors or something, right? So like, if you pick the wrong, uh, person to to like to tail, then like, and, and like you went all in on there as as like your hero, like then you're kind of screwed, right? Like, then you, like, it's not money. Like, you spend, like, two, three, I don't know, like, a couple months, a couple years, like, listening to this person. Then you're like, okay, like, then you realize, like, okay, maybe what he's saying or doing doesn't make sense. And then, like, now what? Like, now you've just wasted, like, all that all that time, like, following one guy. I don't know. It's, I don't think it's, yeah, it's not the greatest. I mean, I mean that's kind of, like, an inter- interesting question, like, now, and not to, like, drama farm even though I will draw, I love drama farming. <laughs> like it's my favorite thing, but like we, you know, I feel like the pace of like people who we consider like mentors or heroes or whatever, like the, this pace of them, like kind of collapsing like dominoes and kind of like being outed as not being that has seemed to like accelerate. So I guess like, you know, from two like trader perspective and like really active participant perspective like you know how do you like go about assessing like who's a good actor in the space or like is is it truly should we all just be adopting some dark forest shoot at any sound that you hear like mentality or like jandy you know who who's who who who's like a legit or you know someone who respect and who's a grifter because you you know you talk about people's grift often grifter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was sorry that was me pointing at jandy for the, the audio <laughs> listeners <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I'm just kidding, man. What the fuck? <laughs> well, on that note, I will be launching a paid group. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. I will not be spamming green pepes on the timeline 24-7. So there's that. What was the question? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, um, how, how, how do you identify like who's a who's a good type of actor like a good uh, like borrowing like Nani's phrase like uh, not like a hero but someone to follow someone who's like a good advice versus like scammy actors or bad bad actors 
how like do you have a way of differentiating between who's a good versus bad actor to like follow um anyone who has the i don't know basically like selling out isn't necessarily the worst thing to do depending on how you do it but i tend to think on average the people who sell out um and who you know make a good chunk of money off of their following are are pretty grifty um just to give like a very basic answer okay is that, is that yeah, fair? no I, i'd say because you know yeah yeah i mean you know, like, I think the origin of the question for me is like, so much of this is like, you only see what somebody wants you to see, like, you kind of have complete control over your perception and like your own narrative and your own like, presence in the space, for lack of a better term. So it's like, yeah, you know, it can be very hard to like, identify if someone is acting like in good faith. And, and I think we've seen so many people that it was like, really easy for a lot of reasons, be it like, you know, the, and I think the criticism is valid. People are always like, yeah, you know, if you like somebody, you're not going to, you know, call them out for being a grifter. Or like, if you like somebody, like your group is going to take them back in two weeks or whatever. Um, so like, you know, someone can be like a nice person or like a good hang or like somebody can like seem to have a lot of money or a lot of experience and it like becomes really hard to weed out, you know, what is reality. So like, yeah, I don't know. I guess it is kind of broad. And like, how do you, how do you tell if somebody is good or, or not? And like, like going off the point about like your audience, right? Like, so like, like Jenny, you work at a fund, um, like yeah. I trained my own book and like, I don't know, like a lot, some of my, like a lot of my tweets are just like memes and jokes, but like sometimes I'll tweet like my thoughts on the market and like, or like my positioning and like, it'll be like, okay, like, am I, am I dumping on my audience? Cause like it, for me, like it's, it's pretty easy to just like close out that position. Like, like, I, I don't know, like I don't really update it in real time. Sometimes I forget. Or like I don't know. Like is that no? Like is talking my book like grifting? I don't. I don't know. Like I. I feel. I feel like sometimes like it. It gets there. Like I don't know. Like maybe if like people with like half a million followers, right? Like like if they if they're like, oh, I like this coin, or like I use like Ethereum today. Like does that? And then like you can see it move on the chart, right? Like and then like is that point like? We've gotten into that before, it, like I, I, the, the it, power I, based on your audience size, whether you have to be like aware or, yeah. you know, like, oh, I have to think about what I post or how, how much people are. But I mean, that gets into like, wh where's the line between acknowledging the level of power you have, but then also saying, well, people who follow me, they're, they're independent actors. I can't control what they do. So yeah. it's not my fault. Like ab absolve yourself of guilt. It's your choice to follow yeah. me. You know, like, yeah, you're not, you know, inducing people to do something and you can't help if people follow you, you know? And I think at a certain point it is kind of disingenuous to be like, well, I guess I just won't talk about anything on the timeline. Cause it's kind of like, yeah, fuck, I mean, fuck it. You know, you're an adult, you follow me, whatever, yeah. like you can do whatever you want. Yeah. I put, I, I would say the distinction would be like, if you had been the type or are the type, like you have the, uh, you have like the kind of the crypto sleuths who go out and call out, oh, you, you're saying this is bad? Well, here's a deleted tweet from three months ago where you, you told people all in like full send, you know, if, if you're, if you're intentionally yeah. trying to push and like dump on your followers, but yeah. I mean, you can even say like, oh, my wording was ambiguous. Like, can you really say I said to go all in? Yeah. Everyone can yeah. find a way to weasel their way out of phrasing. Yeah, that's I mean, why I never tweet anything actionable. <laughs> I just only shit post. Yeah. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like when I'm in a position, like 
like if I buy a coin, like I genuinely think it's gonna go to infinity. Like that's why I buy it. <laughs> like it, it's not like, and but then like I'll see it like change like in the behavior of the players. It'd be like okay, like it's selling off now. I guess it's not going to infinity. I'm gonna cut now. But like in the very beginning when I buy, I genuinely think it's going to like like a hundred billion dollars. Like there's like there's no there's no top. Like it's like super like when I buy a coin, it's like okay, like instant super cycle like one hundred x. And then like when I Take a short position, like, okay, like, I, like this is worthless tech. It's scammy. Like, they rug their users. It's generally going to zero. Like, I, I, I believe that. And then, like, when price action makes it different, then I'd be like, okay, like, maybe not. So, like, I don't know. I feel like, like, I, I so like, sometimes I post this kind of stuff. But, yeah. Like, yeah. But, Nani, like, the difference between, like, you, like, tweeting out your thoughts in the market versus, like, an actual grifter, it's like, you know, like, BitBoy or, like, Wolf of All Streets or whatever, you know, they had Zach XPT threads on them where they were literally, like they would tweet something and then it was like in a liquid shit coin and it would go up like 50 to hundred percent and then they'd dump. Right. Like that's yeah. a lot different than you saying, Hey, I think, you know, SNX might be a good buy. And then it going up like 20% over a few weeks. And I was like, yeah, it was a good buy. Yeah. You're not yeah. like, you know, moving Marcus with your tweets and intentionally dumping on your followers. Yeah. You're also not, so I guess like, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I think there's a difference in being yeah. like, I like Ethereum versus I like, you know, whatever this scammy product is. Cause like, you know, no one could probably argue, you know, reasonably that like BitBoy loves whatever, like Comet Mars uh, <laughs> casino <laughs> coin. Potter. Like, you know, like it would be very difficult to defend that. But if you're like, Hey, I, I think Ethereum goes up from here and people are like, that was a scammer. It's like, I mean, what? Like it's the, it's the good coin. Yeah. I mean, that's like, it's not like you're moving markets with your, with your tweet on Ethereum. <laughs> like, yeah, like with, with like the three AC stuff, like when they were like tweeting bullish stuff, like I'm sure they didn't believe it, but like, I feel like when they bought it at the time, they were like, okay, like we just entered a position, like, let's talk our book. Right. Like, like, like remember, like it was, it was like every time they tweeted something, it was like an easy short and like for like a 20, 30 minute trade or something. And like, yeah, that's kind of absurd. I, I, I don't, don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they yeah. managed to do that so consistently. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I, I mean, I it's really know. easy. You just post like out of context philosophy and military history tweets <laughs> and you like correlate things to like the fucking romance of the three kingdoms or like the fall of the Roman empire. And you, you just print off of that forever, oh, man. It's yeah. almost borderline like the astrology ones. Like, all right, the new moon here, it's going to be the new moon as the rise of Jupiter. So there. I mean, it is crazy. It's not been right all the time, but it's been crazy how many times the astrology stuff has been correct. It's true. It has had its like, but I'm like, okay, how many like, times was Nostradamus right with, with his predictions and how many of them were wrong? So was it not every single time? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you know, it's a coincidence, but I, I feel like there was that Marin tweet for like March 20. 20 2020 or whatever that like was within like a day or two of when the drop happened and i remember being like for a minute just for a minute i was like is the astrology Are they coin stuff real like is this do they know something that i don't have i been wasting my time i mean i know legitimate traders who trade off of astrology but it's just like that is so impressive it's just one thing that yeah like legitimate whales who will will trade off of astrology yeah. i think nani knows some too um yeah i mean I, I i do it sometimes too it's just like but i i don't know if it's like astrology oh, okay. it's just like 
it's like oh, like a certain time, amount of time has passed. Like I feel like you know it's been long enough. It's probably gonna bottom here. We're down so much. Yada yada. Okay, so not like I like is that astrology or is that just like no? Human I think that like makes sense. Behavior. Yeah, like cycle of time. Yeah, type type of behaviors. But that gets into kind of a kind of a two part question I wanted to ask. As um, so as traders. Like, and you talk, you mentioned that, you know, like some whales who use like the astrology, do you, is that like a tool, an option that can be used in your playbook or is that, or, you know, do you, do you think like a lot of, like, do people stick to like one or two things, one or two like playbooks to run by and then just stick with it? Or do you have like different, different tools depending on like the time or, you know, d different ways to, to view the market? Um, I'll, I'll pose that first and then I have a second part to it. I mean, I, I I use it like it's it's like it's something I look at. It's not something like I like I bet the farm on every time. But it's like if it's like happening, then it's like okay. It seems like other people look at it. Then I'll have to look at it too. It's not like it's not like something I would like pick out of the blue as like this is the thing. It's like if it's like okay, like if other people start looking at it, then 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 I'll have to because like they're in the market and I'm in the market and. You know, like you, you, you want to see what other people are seeing and like figure out how they're positioned. Sure. And um, I don't. Know, I I think it, like it's it's something to consider. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's dumb. Like I think like it has its use cases at times. Um. Yeah. What what, what do you think, Jandy? Uh. Well, I don't trade off of astrology because I do think it's dumb. <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know what I know what you mean. Like. You know, yeah. there's a new moon and, and people like we all like buy because we think it's the bottom and it happens to be like a new moon or something. And then like, you know, everyone in a, in a discord or like TG channel would start spamming new moon, moon it just like over and over again. We just start acting <laughs> like apes um, until it goes our way. Right. Like, yeah, because right, of the astrology or but I guess to answer your actual question, um, I definitely say even for the people who trade like exclusively off of astrology, it's not, it's not, it, it's more of a tool. Okay. It's not going to be, um, you know, like if this happens, you have to do this, right? It's more for context, I guess. Okay. Just another thing in the arsenal. And then, um, I kind of wanted to extend that not, and I'm not saying like reveal your strategies or anything by any means. Um, but I, I, th I think to the Miyuki episode when, uh, you just talking about like losing losing their edge regarding trading and which is why they shifted gears mm -hmm. so, uh, it's kind of a broad question and by no means like specific answers but in terms of things you look at or strategies you employ um to watch the market going forward like do you still think you you'll be able to for lack of a better term like maintain an edge do you still think like existing tools and um Existing tools, existing methodologies will still fare, will still do well as the market goes on for, for crypto? Or do you think like whether soon or in the future or we're going to hit a point where it's like you have to come up with a new strategy or or, you know, or certain methodologies will not work anymore? Mm. That's kind of a complicated question. Mm. Like there, there's a... Yeah. I, I can start. Like there's, there's a quote on Hasaka's bio and it says... Like I observe, I drink your milkshake, and I, like so. I've, in the markets, right? Like it's like you're you're kind of reacting to what other people are doing and and how they're positioned. 
so like that's the observation part right so like once once you like if you have like a flexible framework of like looking at how different players are positioned in the markets like i don't think you can really lose an edge there like cuz like the market is just like people trading right like there's always one counterparty to every like two counterparties to every position um and yeah i like i don't think you can like lose your edge as long as you can like remain nimble remain flexible and 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 adjust whenever whenever it's needed Andy? that's a very very fair answer um I mean, I trade similar. I trade almost exactly like what Nani described, like looking at you know OI and stuff like that. Um, but I can uh, see that losing an edge as the market maybe becomes more liquid or more more efficient. Um, and there are a few examples of that recently. Like for example, like if someone had built up a, a twenty thousand BTC position, you know, this is massive. Um, one would expect that. You know, after this is built up uh, on like the long side, you know, that that would be an easy short. You'd wait for price to go down a little bit. And hopefully that guy would have to close at a loss, pushing price down even more. You know, you make your shekels, et cetera, et cetera. But if the market <laughs> becomes more efficient and this is kind of arbed out um, and a 20,000 BTC position is, you know, is put on and then, you know, instantly starts closing out um, after it's being put on, you know, then there might not be as much opportunity to like force that kind of stuff to, you know, cascade. So I guess my point being is as the market participants get more, you know, sophisticated, um, they'll be a lot more defensive with their positioning and that leads to kind of like yeah. less volatile, volatile market. And, you know, there's less room for, you know, there's less room to have an actual edge. Oh. I feel like that, like that's one of the reasons why I stopped trading like BTC and like mostly like mostly alts now. Like, like the one of my strategies in like twenty twenty, like twenty nineteen to like twenty twenty one was like like catching like buying the liquidations and like that was like like you just buy it and then like release it once it goes back to like some sort of fair price. Um, like I, I feel like that is harder to see now nowadays yeah. we haven't had a liquidation cascade in bdc since since like december yeah it's very sad yeah it's very very sad yeah yeah i so guess like, like that that part of my playbook is just like 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 it's just there but like i don't really use it and like i don't really focus on that type of trading anymore yeah to kind of like speak to playbook and I guess not to go too much back to the like astrology trading, but like, you know, what are some of like the wilder strategies that you've seen people employ or like weirder superstitions that you've seen? Like, I feel like everybody knows about astrology or like the, the eight, 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 eight position, right? Like doing numerology. <laughs> but have you seen anyone out there who's just like operating on a totally uh, like fucking insane superstitious system? Like what the fuck is this person on? <laughs> Yeah, like successfully or unsuccessful. I think it's funnier if it's unsuccessful. Well, wait, wait, wait Jandy, what? We we had like a GG thirty three numerology thing. I I can't remember yeah. what happened. Um, do, bought, do you remember? We bought optimism uh, at like one eleven a.m. in like a club in Paris. Uh, <laughs> because I got it on a fortune cookie, oh, yeah, yeah. right? And then it went straight up afterwards. Um. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that's no. a striking success. That would convince me for the rest of my life. <laughs> I would always just be operating. Like, that would, it would just like that one time it worked. I'd be like, that's it. That's me forever. Gary, the numerology guy, lives within us all, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I, w- I would say probably just the astrology or, or, or numerology or, oh, maybe Elliot Waves. Maybe that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Elliot Waves, stuff like that. Um, oh, or like Plan B, like people who dedicate their whole, like, <laughs> their whole playbook off of Plan B, uh, which is hilarious because he revi- has revised that the Plan B model like five times, I feel like, over the past few years. Um, just... I don't know. I don't know even where I'm going with this, but those are some of the more absurd things that I've Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like to be honest, like anytime I see somebody with like one of those systems, I'm like, you are doing no- nothing different than like superstition. And it is only to like get people to be like, this guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> the worst part about that is though, is that there's some very good, or I've seen like a very good Elliott wave trader on Twitter. Who's has a, a very high hit rate. Like, you know, like the smart contractor, like blunts that guy, Nani. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he he's really tough. good at picking tops and bottoms and stuff. Like, yeah. Like, I feel like it works. Like, Elliott waves. It's like like markets don't move in a straight line, right? So like, there's like some sort of wave motion. I, like, I, I don't know the th- like whatever theory it is, but like, it, it makes sense to me that like it doesn't go up and down in a straight line. Like, there's gonna be dips or there's gonna be bounces and stuff. Sounds like um. Yeah, of course. But, like, right? It only works in hindsight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, as a, as a, yeah like a concrete theory because you can't predict like what yeah. the next wave or whatever is going to look like. Yeah. Oh, it sounds like yeah. what was the one I, ca- I yeah. saw a while back? Like, was it stock, the stock to flow theory S2F or whatever? I remember that's what I was talking okay. about. Plan B. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, we didn't really get a lot in terms of community questions. And now that I think about it, there was than- one that actually, I think like could branch it to like, maybe a good thing not to go back to like, you know, origin story questions too much or whatever. Um, but people did ask like, Oh, you know, like why this pairing? And I think that kind of can go into like, well, where did you two like first like cross paths and, and like, kind of like meet, collaborate, things like that. Like, what was your mutual, uh, like origin story? Mm. Was it Leech IQ? It was either that or architects. Um, maybe no, not cartel. Um, Let's go with yeah. It's probably too. yeah, um, yeah. We both got put into a telegram telegram chat group, um, and we started talking there. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure we've each like known of each other yeah, before that. Yeah, though, for right? sure. Yeah, it was just like we didn't yeah, really talk much years. before that, and then yeah. yeah. You know, I guess kind of like going along with beating each other. Have you found, you know, people always talk about like things being PVP or like easier with friends. Like, are you big subscribers that do you like, you know, see your relationship as being like one of the reasons that you're each successful in your own ways or like, you know, how much necessity do you think there is for people to like not just be like going it alone or like have people they can bounce things off? Like, you know, not to like break uh, immersion or anything, but like while we weren't recording, you two were going back and forth about like where things were, what positions were, which is really interesting because it's not like something that I ever really do. So like, you know, how much does that play into like what you do, like having this, this kind of like, uh, you know, team, maybe not fully like, but like, you know, aligned mentality. Yeah. Um, 
I think that like because the both of us aren't trading like like ten, twenty, thirty billion dollar positions, like we don't really impact the market that much. Like even if we both enter the same trade at the same time, um, like we're not gonna like trip over each other for entries and exits. So like I think in that sense, like it's better that we work together and share ideas. Because like there's stuff like I see that Jandy doesn't and then Jandy sees some stuff that I don't. And then like I feel like well, we cover more more of the market because there's so much going on. Like it's it's hard to see and analyze and digest everything at, at all at once and then enter a trade based on based on the information that you have. Right? Yeah. Um, Nani and I also trade a lot of stuff very, very differently. Like I primarily have been trading BTC and E for the past few months and I know you don't trade that as much. Yeah. Like I like almost very always rarely. just trade majors. Yeah. yeah. Um I you know we're just in that part of the stage where I kinda have to trade shit coins right now, right? Yeah. So yeah, I I definitely think though it's very important to have like a group of people you can bounce ideas off of. Um if anything to just keep you kind of like you know, like grounded. Maybe that's not the right way to put it, but I think it's, yeah, just, it's very important to bounce ideas off of other people you trust, especially, you know, if you guys are both trading. Um, so there are a lot, like a lot of the times I'm playing like devil's advocate to a lot of the, a lot of the ideas that Nani has, or he's like, tell me, why are you buying this shit coin? Like yeah. you're stupid. I'm like, yeah, I probably <laughs> am, you know, and then it goes up. So like it, I think that's pretty important. You keep each other in check. Like, hey, I've got this really nice astrology idea. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a there's like a a bunch of different groups we're a part of where there are like a bunch of a bunch of people like that. So yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's nice in, in in that way. Um. Yeah. Like Jandy touched earlier. Like I, I, a lot of the times our trades like we hold them for different times as well. Like for. Jandy, I think you don't really hold anything over like 12, like more than 12 hours, right? Like maybe yeah. like 24 is max, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then like for me, it's like I would prefer if I just didn't have to close the trade at all. Like I'll, I'll leave it running for like weeks if I if I don't have to like bother with it. Um, you know, so like like Jandy will like trade the moves in between and I'll just be like, okay, I bought the bottom. Now I'm going to go play video games for like three weeks and Come back to more money. Kind of <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> yeah. Do you think, like, in the non-technical sense of trading, like, you know, I think it's probably really easy for people to get kind of demoralized at seeing like collaborations being taken advantage of, or like communities or groups or like people that work together. You know, someone inevitably hits that prisoner's dilemma. Um, betray button like every single time <laughs> like would you say that you become like more bullish on collaboration and like like team efforts or like you do think it is still you know this the nature of this space is still so fundamentally individualistic that it's like hard to hard to make the case like full-on pvp or uh, yeah um, yeah i mean i feel like that kind of depends like ever since 2018 like there have been a bunch of these like you know, just like cartel, like trading discords, like everyone's taking the opposite positions of each other and everyone knows it. It's just, you're there to like share ideas or like shit posts or shill your bags. Right. <laughs> um, so I feel like it's pretty common to be in like 
opposite positions as someone else, and that's completely fine. So it's not really a betrayal, more of just yeah. a, like a, I guess, let's see where the market takes us. But yeah. I'm assuming you're talking more about like DAOs and more like on-chain DeFi stuff when you talk about collaboration like that. Um, and I do feel, you know, that that is a lot harder to pull off. Uh, maybe I'm a little cynical just because I've had the same mentality for years. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, Nani is in more the like uh, on-chain, on-chain world. So yeah. I'm sure um, you have a better view on that. So like... Like compared to like the 2018 cycle, like I feel like people have like there's just more money in the space, right? So like I I feel like and then like the people that we talk to are like um like the like a lot of the people that we talk to like they they've been through one cycle already, so they know like okay like I I really can't blow up otherwise I have like three years of like working at McDonald's before like <laughs> real money starts coming back. So like I I feel like if like I, I like the like I, I like sharing ideas with like, with like like within like traders like trader group chats because like if the more people that are still alive at the end of this cycle like we're gonna be able to like help each other going forward so like it's like it's beneficial for me that like you don't blow up because like we'll be able to help each other in the future again. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It, like it's like a selfish way of saying like like i'm helping you so like i know in the future you'll help me back and then like it'll, yeah, it's just like you. the cycle no, it, i mean like that makes a lot of sense kind of yeah it's very like utilitarian you know right like yeah. the idea of more people sticking around to maybe help in the future makes a lot of sense yeah, yeah i mean it, i think it's just getting i don't know even as like an optimist it seems like it's getting harder and harder and particularly in something that it like you said like all trades have two counterparties that feels like even more fraught to me than, you know, th yeah. just trying to like collaborate to build something or like operate altruistically in the space. Yeah. Like, like building yeah, something is like same, similar to trading, right? Like yeah. instead of betting your money, you're betting your time and, and, and mental energy, right? It's like a different kind of uh, input and like an output that comes out after. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. So, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Jandy, what were you saying? Oh, I think it's just, like I was saying before, it's a very different between, like, how traders collaborate versus, like, you know, maybe, like Nani was saying, like, builders or, like, you know, maybe, like, uh, people punting, like, on-chain coins, and it's like, oh, who dumped, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, like, it's probably, it's very different. I guess, unless we're trading like, you know, the real garbage tier like, bottom <laughs> of the barrel stuff on FTX, like yeah. Sheeb was before before last night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that thing had like three hundred million in volume on on Nance, I think, which is like today. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> so, yeah, it, like it's a nice sign that like the markets, you know, like dog coins are coming out. Like like you think dog coins are like the most risk on kind of thing, right? Because like people buy them as like lottery tickets and like if people are you know betting lottery tickets and you know like they're gonna be branching out and buying like xyz or like cat coin or whatever it means there's more right? capital like, coming in it's a sign that yeah, more capital yeah, I, is I, I think in so. the market yeah, I think, uh, yeah. yeah. like well, I, I see it as a good sign of like 
of froth. Like I, I like froth. Like I, I enjoy like high volatility stuff. I'd say that maybe normally. I think right now it's more of just a rotation of money. Yeah. But I don't think we'll see like when when futures open and then like when cash opens on Monday. Nah. I, yeah. <laughs> I like like so. This is like an example of us like betting different ideas, right? Like we we both don't know what's gonna happen and different perspectives. We're just, mm. Yeah, we're just taking a, a punt on what we think is more likely. Um, I was gonna say quick, where, where do you see, like, I'm trying to like differentiate between trading on trading markets, like trading positions, seeing like volume flow versus say betting on, since we talked hero worship earlier, people betting on, you know, conviction in somebody, I guess, you know, do, do either of you, what, uh, you know, personally, or whether you think it's a good idea or not in terms of conviction. Uh, investment conviction with regard to individuals idols like like what do you think of that good bad or should should your worship is great <laughs> uh, only because it creates great narratives and scams things up the heart <laughs> and creates older bases that won't sell until they're forced and i think that's fantastic <laughs> um, and i think that if you want to make a lot of money you either you know become a hero worshiper and have the conviction to ride up something like it's like being a Bitcoin fanatic in like early 2010, like you kind of had to be a fanatic to not sell. So I think you kind of need that mentality to make money. Um, so it's either that or get lucky if you're doing it in the beginning or like you, you know, lose it all thousands of times yeah. and then, you know, get good. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think cults make for the best pumps. Yeah. Um, and I'm very grateful for all the fantastic main characters we've had on crypto Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Like my, my favorite arc was like the, was Ohm and like Ohm forks. Like, mm. like I, I got chilled in the Ohm like after the May crash and like, I put like a very, very small amount into it. And I like, I wrote it up like 50 ish X, I think at the peak. Oh, no, no, I, ex I exited it with like 50 ish X. And then, like, at the peak, it was like maybe 100 ish. And, like, wow. Yeesh. Yeah. Oh, like, man. This kind of stuff is like really, really, really nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, no, or, you know, or for like, like Danny, like for spell, like that was like 120 X from bottom to top. Right. Like, and then, like, you had to like believe that he was. Like he was the next coming of Jesus. Yeah, like you had to believe that to hold it, hold through like the insane volatility. Like, let's say you put like ten thousand bucks at the very bottom, and then like, uh, hold on, I'm doing math. Like a hundred x. That's like that's like a mil, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like every one x is like your initial capital, right? Like every 1% is like your initial capital at the very top. So like, it's like, it's pretty freaky to just like hold through all of that volatility. Like, you know, like imagine if you put in like a hundred K and then like, or like a million, then like, then you're like going a little crazy with, with how the numbers get. It's you know? wild. Yeah. Oh God. I was going to say not to like ask to predict the future or anything, but like, you know, the own, 
narrative in the own meta was like so dominant and I think like so interesting for so many people. Like, you know, where do you, do you have like an idea of where like the next like weird, not necessarily like Ponzi, but maybe, right? Like where like the kind of next big weird meta narrative is for, for crypto? Um, I mean, other than the merge and all the shenanigans that will come out of that, <laughs> probably just all the, the VCL ones that like spin up, you'll get your little, your usual like, you know, ape the doge coin, ape the doge fork on the new, like, yeah. VC chain that lasts for like a week on each chain. And then you can try and squeeze as much money out of that, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, not, yeah. not too sure. Yeah. Hmm. Like, yeah, like the VC chains, I think for sure you'll have like an exit pump, right? Like they, they didn't spend all that money on BD for nothing. Right. So like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? Obviously they want to get their own exit. The VCs do. So Yeah, yeah. So like they'll be like, okay, like why our bag's not going down. Like let's hire more marketing people, like let's hire more biz dev people and like have them shill our bags so Joe Public. Um mm -hmm. like I, I think like that's gonna be there. Um Yeah. I think like NFTs. Honestly. Like I have I have no idea how to trade them, but like I do like the I do feel they're more relatable to the general populace and like it's just shit it's coins with pictures. Yeah. yeah shit coins with, yeah but like I, I don't know how to trade them i don't know what goes 100x and what goes to zero like everything i buy goes to zero everything i skip goes 100x um, <laughs> yeah kits i know yeah, you talked about art blocks were pumping oh yeah oh, and it was like the ct people shuffling around nfts and now it's like the actual people who like believe in the art it's crazy yeah, we can do the we can do like the random fun questions. Um, you know, one that we definitely got by by popular demand, which is one we already ask ever, anyway, which is like so kind of a waste of a community question, if I was being honest. But like, you know, for each of you, like, who is your favorite crypto Twitter account or like shit post or like who do you have notifications on for? Like, who do you just think is like who like brightens your day when you see them on CT? Uh. <laughs> um, do you want to start first? No, I'm still thinking about it. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Um, like, I quite like Sis, Sisyphus. Like, he, he, I like his market yeah. views, and, like, he's, he's like, straightforward with that. Like, um, and, like, he's a pure trader. Like, and I respect him for that. Like, that's, that's that. Um, DCF God, um, just because, like, tailing him, I made a lot of money. So, I, <laughs> and... And like I like what he's doing. Like he he's like he's a good person at heart. So like I, I enjoy following him. Um Yeah. I'd honestly say probably credit when he tweets, which is rare. Yeah. He looks at like the same stuff as me and it's very like if he's you know, has an idea and I have a similar idea, I'm like, oh this is probably gonna be pretty good. Um I wish he tweeted more, but yeah, you know, even when he does tweet, it's usually at my like fucking disposal. <laughs> <laughs> fucking twerking ducks were so annoying. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you too. Fuck you, Nani. Um, but yeah, him and CL. When CL tweets trade ideas, they yeah. have like a one hundred percent strike rate. Just because like when he tweets about the market, it's usually something that's so offsides it like has to play out. Yeah. So. I feel really good, like, telling those two. Yeah. 
Yeah. Anyone like, I, I feel on like, the like? Yeah. Oh go no, on? go ahead. Oh. Yeah, I feel like I feel like credit only tweets because he's like so annoyed at how offside the market is. Then he's like, okay, like these guys are idiots. Like I have to say something. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then at that point, it's like, okay, like it's so one-sided. Like I'm gonna help push it up, and and just like force them even more offside. And then like it just cascades into. I was into, gonna uh, only add really like trade ideas too. Sorry. Go anyone from like a non-trading angle, like any like specific like shit poster or like pure memes or like just purely funny. Oh, there are like too many to too many to recall, honestly. Like I really enjoy a lot of the people on CT. Yeah, mm. Lawrence is quite funny. I like I like Lawrence's tweets. Like they're Lawrence, just, Lawrence. You don't have to gas him up like that. He doesn't need that. He doesn't need any more of that. <laughs> uh, he gets that so uh -huh. frequently. Yeah, it's it's a funny feat. Like he, he's 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 like he's just as funny in person, which is which is amazing. Yeah, I wish um, we talked more in Paris. Is yeah. this just going to be our trend, kids? Like. Especially with his comments from the last episode, we're, we're just gonna find a way to like sneakily like bash on Lawrence. I, it is my goal episode. to like, bring to bring up to find a way to get Lawrence into the, like the conversation every time because I'm like such a student of Lawrence. Like I really like <laughs> I think about him a lot. I study him a lot. The, like production of <laughs> like about bits. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. Uh, it's almost like. It's more like I was Lawrence's dark shadow created to like hunt him across the earth. Like everything now is just like, how can I flip this back onto Lawrence or like influence his day? Um, and there's a real art to it, you know? So I definitely like the more, the more <laughs> Lawrence discourse, the better. Cause then we just, it feeds back into itself. Like Lawrence will be like, I heard you were talking about me. And then I just, it's just like, you're, you get to be your whole day is just now making fun of Lawrence for that or like getting him to admit that he listens to the podcast when he's in the shower. <laughs> or like, you know, anything of the smallest, like anything that he gives me. And when he doesn't, when he thinks he's giving nothing, that is like the greatest opportunity to like really get him with one. Because like counts. if he just gives this the tiniest tidbit, I'm just waiting for him to use like a whack word in conversation. And then I'll just repeat that word back to him like a hundred times. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, like not market cycles. The wrong telegram sticker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, in terms of other like Mimi shit poster accounts, um, like Bergie Sanez, uh, Coin Elk, um, yeah, like they, like they, they have like they tweet like I got, I don't know if it's market thoughts, but like I guess like current trending topics, and like and like it's it's funny the way they tweet about it. So like I, I like that. Um, Blockhead. I really like the argument. Short stories. Uh, like the, the the NFT versus CT argument that's happening right now. Yeah. Around like that got spawned by PseudoSwap and like royalties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which oh, is a very very good coin, which everyone should buy and send to ten trillion dollars. <laughs> tell you about that, Mom. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Just, it's, it's all the kind. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um. Who would you say, kind of a spawn off of that question, and this might be a hard one, who's one person you might say is, like, underrated that maybe you, uh. you think should have more attention or, um... Hmm. No. Uh, Emo, if he ever gets an gets a Twitter account, I guess. Well, he, he has one. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he told me he didn't have one. All right, I gotta, I gotta find it now. <laughs> <laughs> um... Probably credit, I think. Yeah. 
That's he's a, he's a really say. good trade. I don't think I've. I don't know, like it's really hard to fade him. Like I, like you know, I I feel like just like taking being his counterparty is just like oh I'll just lose money. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, a typical favorite that we will always ask is uh, and it can be either current one or in current season or like all time favorite anime. This is really the one that separates the the wheat from the chaff or the weebs from the lark larps rather because like sometimes people are like I'm gonna be real with you like I don't watch anime and I'm like what are you doing on this side of the world then yeah, we are open answers like that yeah. in the best podcast episodes I was I was really upset we are open we are respectful <laughs> but it is the question we'll probably judge you the harshest on <laughs> I'm not respectful don't put that on me I will be oh. I feel like I was did not to drive back to Lawrence but I feel like he gave a boomer answer and I was just like so openly disdainful of him um so yeah no view will be respectful <laughs> um, my favorite Drew, is yeah. mob psycho 100 it's a, such a good answer mm. thank thank you money um mine would be full metal alchemist um well it's okay like, hold on it's like a i don't know if it's like chill but like it's my like go-to if i just want something playing in the background Original or Brotherhood? I think that's like the real question. The original is kind of meh, I think. Brotherhood was a lot better. You know, I'm forced to agree despite like that being my favorite thing growing up. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was well made. Um, it was written well. Good story. Um, for each of you, what is a, uh, what is a hobby or like something that you really enjoy that would surprise people to hear? My hobbies are trading, and then outside of trading, I like trading. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I wake up, I sit in front of my computer, I trade, I sit in, uh, listen to pitch decks, take notes, lock. <laughs> wow. I like shitposting in between yeah. trades. <laughs> Nani XBT is a mess. Uh, okay, how about this? How about, uh, how about like what's uh what's a favorite food or like style of food like what's like your number one favorite thing to eat i can't live without sushi. <gasps> like i i think it's the best food so in the many world sushi lovers. like and, it, and it's like it's not it's not like heavy on your system so you can have a lot of it and you'll be like okay that's fine like it's easy it's easy to digest and like it's healthy mm. um so it's, it's like my go-to if i'm hungry or like i don't know what to eat and it's like okay i'll get some sushi or like I'll DM Brett and ask him, be like, "What am I getting for lunch today?" <laughs> Is he looking? <laughs> Is he... Look, Brent. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, I don't think there are many things better in this world than a, a what like a really well prepared burger. Mm-hmm. I that is Ooh. such a good answer. I think that is so extremely spot on, and I agree with it so much. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's like, I feel like as a kid, like everyone loves burgers and then they grow into something else. And then yeah. I, I just stayed at that level. Yeah. Burgers are good. I'm with you. If if it weren't sushi, it'd be burgers next for me. Glad to hear that. Yeah. I always said, I feel like I'm waiting for somebody to like say fried chicken so that I can have like the rest of the podcast can just be an hour of talking about fried chicken. Cause I feel like I think about it so much. <laughs> oh, it sounds like, so good right answer. now. <laughs> like I could really, I could really like just like spend, I, I would get like down to it. I would get intense. I would be like, all right, we're going to talk about every different varietal. We're going to talk about how it's prepared. 
So one day, one day we'll have a guest that will do that for me. Good luck. I oh, I guess in, in terms of that, um, the other question about like surprising hobbies, I guess like if I weren't trading, I think like I just like take all the money on my trading account and then like build a really big kitchen and have a lot of like have enough room for like all the equipment that I want and then just like cook all day. Mm. Um, I think that'd be really fun. Like I like cooking. And, you like, know, that actually kind of spawns and, a like, great question out of that. Like if you weren't in crypto, what do you think you'd be doing? Mm. Well, not to dox too much, but I guess, I'd, I'd probably still be in college yeah. studying finance yeah. or <laughs> trading stocks. I was going to say a traditional like trading. Or... <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah, I think I'd be the same. Like before crypto, I worked at, um, I used to underwrite like sovereign debt. So like I'd probably be doing that and then just like trade on the side or something. Uh, like I feel like it'll end up being trading or like finance related thing yeah my funded my first pc by buying like nvidia at like 20 bucks <laughs> and then selling it like 80. nice yeah based when i was like 14. let's go so i'd, I'd probably all i'd probably always be stuck doing something like this for the rest of my life crypto or not it's Stuck is a rough term, but yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we always try and make it like a space. Like, if you have any like plugs or shout outs or shows or like anyone or anything that you're working on that you think is really cool that you want to share, like, you know, just kind of like an open thing, you definitely don't have to if you don't want Coins to. Coins you want pumped. <laughs> no, oh, I want all of them. <laughs> Every coin should go to 10 billion trillion dollars each. After I buy, of course. I concur. I concur. <laughs> oh, after, after I yes, buy, well. preferably. Yeah, like, yeah. Right after. Yeah. But anyone, anyone you want to plug? Anyone you, any, any project or any, uh -huh. or any person? Uh, oh, I want to plug some NFT artists that I like. Sure. Um, Patsy Arts, like she, she drew one of my previous profile pictures. Um, that like, I like, I really like her art style. It's like an anime style, but it's also like. A little westernized in a sense and like I, I like the way that it's drawn out there um, is she on foundation and celine who sorry is she on foundation yeah 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 she's, yo, she's on foundation yeah yo yeah, yeah I'll, I'll send it to you <laughs> yeah yeah um and then also celine who draws like uh yep, yours. um like yep. a profile picture for you yeah um he's a good artist they're cute and yeah candy anything you want to play do not have much to shill. I guess if I had to choose something, um, obviously I work for Tensai Capital, and we are still looking to uh, <laughs> invest in invest in early stage projects, as we have been. Um, we were happy to buy uh, when Three AC and Jump Capital maybe have bailed on your rounds, and we will we will continue <laughs> to support the uh, crypto ecosystem. Powerful. Supporting builders, <laughs> yes, and developers. <laughs> All right. So just DM me. Yeah. Oh, I guess one more. Um, OU Blockhead. Um, he writes funny tweets. They're very depressing, but they're also yeah, very funny. Totally. Same I mean, time, those oh, yeah, crush me every time. Those are like heartbreaking yeah. every single every every tweet. Yeah, he's got he's got two books. If you guys want to buy, oh his wow, books. really? I'll, like I'll show his stuff. 
Yeah, like they're on they're on Amazon. Um, see it open is one of them. Yeah, it's one of those. I read I read his and it's That's his first his tweets and it's like comedy is yeah. tragedy plus time because so tragic and yet. <laughs> yeah. I think many of us, or like many many of us, and or our friends have been featured in his <laughs> tweets. Um, I know I have been several times, and our mutuals as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeff being a constant source of inspiration throughout oh uh, twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Uh... Yeah. Thank, thank yeah, you for I think that was it for my call. Yeah, I didn't really have to. Yeah. Is anything else? Uh, again, super appreciate. Thanks for having. Yeah, me. absolutely. Thank you both for. Uh, thank you both for coming on. This was a. This was a pretty chill and enjoyable conversation. So I'll go ahead and. Uh, yeah, as always, thank you so much for you know making the time to hang out with us and answer our questions. I think it's always you know it's also funny like you know, we really don't trade or talk or talk about trading that much rather. So it's kind of funny to like get a glimpse inside the active trading world. <laughs> yeah. As always, if you, uh, if you like the show, please uh, like comment, give us a rating. Um, I didn't see any new, like, cause I know you talked about shouting out new. I didn't see any. But, no, uh, no one has left a rating, which means that there's no shout out this week, which is actually more embarrassing than not. <laughs> give us a rating. We'll, 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 we'll shout them out. Like we, we appreciate it. How do you even leave a rating? Uh, you can you can do it on like Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. Or wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> Boom. Yeah, very good. Be very professional. Oh, wow. um, and as always, if you have a story that you'd like to share, please reach out to us because we'd love to have you on. Everyone has a story to tell. And with that... I was trying to do yeah. that with the camera. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. 